Hi. Welcome to Alternative Jigsaw. I'm Tony, and I'm here to help work with you on your adventure in alternative education. Here's where we're going to learn more about ourselves, more about our students, and learn how to innovate. This is a platform for you to be asking questions, for us to answer them, and for us to go through and slog as much as we can together and find out just how wonderful our world really can be. This is a podcast about successes. It's a podcast about trials, tribulations, and finding joy at the end of the road. Won't you join me? Here we go. Hi, welcome back. This week, we're going to be talking about incentives, which I know is a very loaded word, but bear with me. Maybe you're going to have a completely different view of what they are. So let's go back. Let's review what we talked about last week. And that was an overview of the rollout of your curriculum. That was a combination of communication, differentiation, adaption, adoption, and discovering and implementing more venues for the students to explore the material they need to learn for your particular subject. This week, we will be looking at incentives, or what, air quotes, carrots, and air quotes, we can bring to the learners to help them want to learn. It may not be as daunting as you may believe. In fact, it may be more of a treasure map for you if you consider the benefits. Okay? Now, we know our learners, and, or we're getting to know them. And we're also looking at their strengths, their weaknesses, their interests, and their dislikes. And we only get there if we're listening. And we're speaking with them, not at them. So once we start doing that, we're off to a really solid start. We've already begun putting forth the curriculum we want them to learn in the best way each for each learner to accept it, ingest it, and manipulate it so that we can see how much they've truly learned. We have accepted that we are not the pivot of the class, but each class has several, at least as many as there are learners, right? We built relationships with each student, and we're on a positive course with each one. We know what to look for in order to keep them on task, but we're also looking for ways to complement them when they are underway and moving along in their undertakings. We want to feed that growth, because giving them positives is like fertilizing your flowers, right? We know that a positive environment leads to more fruitful progress, and allows the learner's mind to relax and take in more than one that's on a fight-or-flight pathway. You know who those students are. And sometimes, even students that we didn't expect that from, they could be on the same path. So with those, maybe we see that it's happening to a student, and so it's a great time just for the benefit of that one student. Why not? have everybody else start doing it, and we do some breath work and some other SEL work to ensure that all of our students are calmer and that their brains are calmer than when they walked through the doorway. And we also know 
to be open to suggestions other than what we believe is best for the students. Sometimes having students make suggestions works really, really well. So let's take a look at some incentives. I realize there are many of you who have no interest in creating any type of system that may require you to dole out chocolate bars, donuts, trinkets, extra playtime, movies, field trips, whatever. Students can't always control everything that happens. What happens at their living space may not have anything to do with you or your assignment, but it may have everything to do with how much they are able to do. If you're willing to listen and to provide space, then surely you will continue to build a community of learners and expectations. What I'm speaking of now is how much time do you allow for the students to get their work done in your class time? Think about it. Let's say that you've created a lesson on YouTube for some students who aren't able to attend regularly due to illnesses or family situations, or you know the lesson can be given in a few minutes' time with the YouTube lesson as a backup. So I want you to think on how much time the students will require if they do the work right there in the room. Think of how long it's going to take you to deliver the message and then how long that they are going to require to work on it. Don't be overly generous, but give them a substantial amount of time so that they can get the majority of it done. During that time, will you be able to engage with them and help them? Can you give them feedback at that time? This, all, this allows you to be able to do some remediation as well as take some notes for understanding as far as where your students are and how well they're understanding what it is that they're doing. Now, were you to take away that in-class work time, it could very well disincentivize them and it could be a lose-lose situation. So I'm saying that this is a built-in incentive without saying that it's an incentive. But explain to them the rationale and the why and the how. And this could make it a more deliberate, successful, and productive incentive. I've also found that creating something special on the last day of class for the week helped to have some children's books on hand, or even have something at the end of the period where the students could listen, fall asleep. Well, you've seen it before because they're teenagers and they do that, and now they have a way to do it if they must or quietly use the time for something while you read aloud to them. It really doesn't matter the age. Because you reading to them is calming, stimulating, and a nice way for them to finish for the day. These are simply two ways to use incentives for your classes. Perhaps other teachers are doing the same. And then work with them to begin creating an incentive bank. Maybe you do something where you open up the class to a discussion on a topic that's relevant to whatever it is that the students are learning. That helps build listening skills. It helps build discussion skills. It helps to build a way for people to know each other's names. You can work all kinds of gamuts into that. So, so far, these are pretty simple. And they're pretty well embedded, and it doesn't take a ton of work on your part. I'll tell you what does not work. 
And those are the little chits that you give to the students. And they can have a little thing when they do really well. And so you give them a little reward. And then let's say that they have 10 of them. And that means that they can go to the bathroom during class time. What? Aren't they supposed to use hall passes in order to go to the bathroom or something like that anyway? If they're allowed to go to the bathroom? Think about that. That means if you're going to do something where if for five of these little chits, they get a pencil or it costs them five to get a pen or it costs them X amount of X amount of thing, little slips of paper or whatever it is to do whatever. And you are responsible for keeping track of who has how many and what they spend them on. And that way your data is staying relevant. And all of a sudden you're doing all kinds of bookkeeping and you're doing all kinds of printing and you're doing all kinds of cutting and you're trying to keep up with everything. And the kids are constantly playing this game. If that stimulates you and you like doing that, that's fine, but let's not do it because it is irrelevant to the class. Unless you're doing personal finance and there's a real reason behind it, because let me tell you what happens you go on leave for whatever reason. Let's say you're out sick for two or three, maybe four, maybe five days. And somebody comes in and they don't understand how you do it. And you try to explain it in your, in your notes. Well, maybe you don't have the same sub or maybe they're not understanding exactly how it goes. It doesn't always work. After I received my Oregon teaching license, I was hired on a Tuesday. I did all the paperwork on Friday. I was trained for one hour on Saturday, and I went into the lion's den on Monday. And I was supposed to understand and know and have made copies and, know, and be able to deal with all these students who had all these tokens. And I needed to understand how that went. Or I could teach the material. I chose to teach the material. It, was a, it, it, it did not go over well. There was a reason why the teacher wasn't coming back. The students were more interested in their incentives, quote unquote, than they were in the material. And there was a battle. It, it, it became a real sense of entitlement on their part to have that. Now, building an incentive into the curriculum or into your day where you have work time in the class where they can get feedback, that's called good teaching. But for them, it's an incentive for them to get their work done then, for you to be able to do your assessment as they go along, because isn't that what makes our lives easier? Now, here's another one. So we've got built-in work time. We've got books, we've got SEL activities, we've got discussions, and maybe we can look at playing games because this would promote socialization, camaraderie, ways for students to shine with some skills that they may have hidden away. I mean, who knew that Charlene was a card shark, right? I mean, holy cow. I'm sure that you can think of other ways as well. Because food and movies don't always satisfy. They don't add much to the community building that you are 
wanting to foster. So think about how you are giving positive ways to build student engagement and ways that are helping you as well and taking away from all the time that you need to spend outside the classroom. Think of ways that you can engage the students and you can do your assessment during the school day. Now, it's not going to happen every day for every student. It's not going to happen every day for every class. But I think you get the gist of what I'm saying. And sometimes for some people that can be just as stressful. But start thinking on it. Maybe at the end of each class, you can go down and you can write down notes on each student. And that way you can keep a journal so that the next class you can review those. You know what to check in with them, but you also know which students you didn't get to. And you can start off with them. Be deliberate with your incentives and be kind. And think of how you're rewarding not only the students, but you're rewarding yourself as well. Okay? So, with that being said, I will leave you to cogitate. And I will be back next week when we will talk about giving feedback and scoring and or grading. All right? So until then, I hope this has been productive for you. I hope you learned something. And I hope to see you back again next week. Until then, have a great week. Adios.